What is up, turds? Welcome to the Take It to Heart podcast. It's your master of the house, Michael Simlin. Joining me today is someone you've already met. Cody Hughes is back, uh, and now I present the talking stick to him. Cody, what do you got? All right. So for a while, I've been hounded by this this question about sports teams and sports allegiances. Do people have the right to be a fan of whatever team they want, and are all choices valid? I think I'd have to say no. I don't. I don't know if people have the, have the right. To, to like any team that they want, and I don't think all choices are valid. So maybe in its most ideal form, people are fans or supporters of teams that they are geographically closest to or have some sort of relationship with. Uh, I think in its purest form, that's that's what we see as most ideal fanhood. Sure. But I understand that even saying that out loud is going to ruffle some feathers, and there are certain questions to ask even beyond that. But uh, as I as I mentioned Joel before... Uh, he was from Chicago, but was a big Packer fan. And throughout college, we spent, I mean, really just way too much time talking about that. But throughout all those conversations, I just got to thinking, I don't know, Joel, like you grew up in, in Chicago. You had that opportunity to be a fan of, of the Bears. Not that they were that successful, but to be a part of that hometown connection and relationship. Uh, and when they would win, you'd probably feel it in the city. And when they would lose, you'd probably feel that as well. Uh, but instead, he liked the Packers. Like Joel, what the heck? That doesn't make any sense. So, es- especially when it's so available to be, yeah, to be a fan in that scenario, of, right, of, right. of your yeah. team, right, right. Yep. I mean, the access to games, the yep. you know merchandise, yeah, talk shows, like all those things, you would get just as much opportunity to invest in your hometown team, probably right. more, oh, totally. than you would would from from a team in a different city yeah absolutely yeah i think sometimes with the the current era of the you do you you know you do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anyone uh, I, I think society and culture is probably uh, we're into that right now and something that like resonates with us for some reason but when it comes to sports teams i just don't know if the you can pick whatever team you want as long as you know as long as you're not hurting anyone is the most compelling way to look at it maybe there are certain uh, teams that you should be more logically uh, attracted to and should you should be a fan or supporter of uh, and I think when you're thinking about the uh, the idea of proximity or connection relationship uh, there are certain hometown hero stories that I think across all of uh, sportsdom you 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 like and you resonate with anything from Adam Thielen hearing every time before he plays hey did you know that he grew up yada yada uh, or Philip Lindsay uh, from the donkeys or even someone like LeBron James growing up in Akron and then eventually taking the Cavs all the way. Uh, I think there's a reason that those sorts of hometown hero stories resonate so much with us, and I wonder how much would that have to also say about who people should or should not support. Yeah, as a diehard Cubs fan, mm-hmm. the seriously one of the most wor- like the worst joke that keeps getting made is when people say I only started liking the Cubs in 2016. I get right. like right. viscerally mad. Like yeah. I have been a Cubs fan since I can remember. I have a picture and I'm two years old with a Cubs hat on. I would watch all their games on WGN. Mm-hmm. Went to a few iCubs games in down in Des Moines. So what would you say yeah. to someone like me in this scenario? So I'm technically three and a half hours away from Minneapolis. Yep. Five from Kansas yep. City and then nine away from Chicago. Uh, if you want to go back, you know, it's a, probably four hours to an Iowa Cubs game, AAA yep. affiliate in, in Des Moines. Yeah. Um, 
So what what is kind of the place where, because I don't live in a city or I'm not even from a state where there's a pro team, oh, what, for would sure. you, what would you say is like my acceptable range of possibilities yeah. there? Yeah, I don't have any super clear-cut answer in, yeah, whether it's football, NFL uh, in this area, or baseball. Chiefs, Vikings seem somewhat reasonable with the number of Packers fans around here. Baseball, kind of similar story. And with the U.S. being so big and having not that many professional teams, uh, yeah, you might grow up in Idaho and you are a day away from anything. Yeah, so what are you supposed to do then? I think if you are somewhat more following teams that are somewhat closer to you, that would make the most sense to me with with there being a fair number of Cubs fans around here. And yeah, sometimes too, it gets passed on from like father to son. I don't know if your dad would have been a big Cubs fan or not, but for me growing up, I didn't really have a choice in liking the Chiefs. That was just the way it was. Uh, so I can understand with, uh, with some of that happening too. But I think that might be a little bit different than uh, than someone like Joel, you know, or or even Joey, uh, growing up in Idaho, uh, being a fan of the Patriots, you know, it just so happens that they were good, and maybe he did pick them before. But yeah, these things we don't really like to consider and think about. Yeah, because then you get into some of the gatekeeping sort of fanhood. Well, you know, my great grandpa had season tickets in its first season or whatever, and therefore I'm more of a real fan than you. Uh, I understand some of that, and there can be some some snobbery that comes with it. But on the other hand, I think. What if it's somewhat okay if there are certain tiers of fanhood to an extent uh, that could be done well enough without making people feel like too down about it? And a lot of this maybe I think more about the world of global soccer right now. Yeah, with a fair number of Americans supporting one team or another, typically the bigger teams, not always. You get your Brian Follett's out there who supports Fulham, you know, but most everyone, it's, uh, yeah, it's the bigger clubs out there. Would it stand to reason a little bit that, let's say, I'm a big uh, Chelsea fan? Would someone who grew up in that area in London, would it make sense that they would have more of a claim or more of a real relationship and connection with a club than I would? I think so. Uh, it doesn't mean they're you know better or worse than me, but I think sometimes maybe we ought to have a little bit of perspective, too, of like, you know, I am just a fan from Iowa or something like that. Yeah. A no, little bit. The, the, idea of, the idea of tears, I think, is, is interesting because, like, Kind of going back to the Cubs in 2016 too. There was the the pissing contest. Oh yeah. Of of how yeah. much my family has suffered being Cubs fans. You know that it just seemed like every other day during the World Series there was more stories about the fans and the people who love the team than maybe like analysis of the games. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I was any less excited when Chris Bryant threw that ball to Anthony Rizzo and they won the World Series than someone who. Yeah, maybe has been in Chicago their whole life, right? Dad mm -hmm. has season tickets, like these types of things. I started liking the Cubs. Well, part of it was the proximity and going to these Iowa Cubs games and not really not really understanding that there are other teams, right, when I'm right. in preschool right. and stuff. But yeah. also, WGN broadcasting yeah. Cubs games. I could yeah, watch. Yeah, they were on all the time. I could watch them all the time, you yep. know? And that plays a part into my, like, my, my Denver Broncos fanhood mm -hmm. is – I was able to watch them not a time because they were playing the chiefs. They were playing like these Midwest teams and we mm -hmm. would get, you know, some of the Broncos games. And so I was able to watch and become familiar with and all these things. Also mm -hmm. John Elway, right. So 97, 98. So when I start like really watching football, I'm five mm -hmm. years old. John Elway's leading them to super bowl titles and, and things like that. See, I, I would say that's like an acceptable thing. Cause at the time I was just like watching football mm -hmm. and, and I, I wasn't like cherry picking 
in that sense. I was like watching the team that I could see the most and mm-hmm. that was fun to root for. Like at what point does it become maybe a demerit to be a fan of a team solely because they start being good? Yeah. Like at what age is that? Yeah, hey, no, that's that's a that's a fair question. I think across sports people would say bandwagoning is bad, but I don't know if we all have great reasons as to why we say it's bad. Yeah, because at some point, if you're five years old and you get attached to a team, even if they're not good right away, uh, maybe they get good 10 years later, you've kind of stuck with them the whole time. Is that choice a whole lot different than a five-year-old attaching themselves to a team that is good at the time? I don't know. If, if some of those choices are arbitrary at one point, at, at one point in time, if you give it enough time, everyone gets a pass anyway. Because whether you bandwagon at one point in time or not, eventually you can just say, oh, well, I've always been a fan. You know, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe in some ways we should give bandwagoners some slack a little bit. If so many people's teams are somewhat arbitrary and not a huge connection, because if it is, if someone were to say, "Well, being a fan, it's all about my own joy and my own pleasure," then isn't that in a way what bandwagoners are doing? Yeah. Not that I like it, but if it is all you do you, maybe some part of bandwagoning is fine. Yeah. Maybe we come down too hard on it. There might be a point of you talk about kind of like different fan tiers. Yeah, I wonder if that's maybe kind of you know where the the form that this take is kind of like molding into of you know what if we had tiers of fandom. So let's say one is like entry level, and so mm-hmm. that would that would maybe even by necessity be people who are like like if you don't live in the city or within the state of that team like maybe you there's like a ceiling that you could be on you know or like anyone who lives in chicago would at least be in level two just because they have like that immediate experience and then maybe there'd be like these qualifying things because i think i could be there for that because i definitely struggle against somewhat of the gatekeeping Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm I'm a bigger fan than you and, and those types of things but also there's like almost nothing that drives me more nuts than talking to college dudes who say they're Warriors fans. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm not seeing you wear your hat this year. Like, what's going on with that? Right. Like, I just think it's garbage because I would say it cheapens in some way saying that you're a fan at the same level of someone who has maybe suffered for a while, saw the Monta Ellis Baron Davis years with the Warriors. Like, it like cheapens it to say, I am a fan that someone in the, you know, in the arena when Oracle wasn't, this rock and awesome place yeah that they all say they're a fan and that somehow those are equal so i wonder if we need to ask bill simmons a sports star here to work on maybe setting up some tiers of fandom oh yeah i'd love to take a look at those and like and kind of providing a label that allows allows us to be content with our fandom but i think also deep down we want to like prove that maybe we care more than someone mm-hmm. else yep and i'm wondering if there's there's a world where that can happen with some sort of tier system yeah yeah all right so i got a question uh involving maybe transplants all right so i'm totally i'm gonna think of of a situation where somebody maybe has an allegiance to a team mm-hmm. um maybe it's from where they they lived in a city or maybe they have this really good connection with family members who you know the whole family are Steelers fans or their mm-hmm. whole family are you know Rangers fans or whatever uh, but then that person moves to a different city yeah how does one 
navigate because I would say, especially if they're moving like in their twenties, they would not be expected to change allegiance to become Rockies, Broncos, mm-hmm. Avs fans on that. You know, and then people like find in there's like, hey, here's like the Cornhusker bar. Like every city has a mm-hmm. place for these Nebraska fans to go and watch games. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of good in that and the yep. community. And I would even say that there's a certain amount of fortitude that is a virtuous thing mm-hmm. to be like, hey, even though I've moved here, like I've been a fan of this team for however many years, and I'm not switching just because my locations. Yeah, no, that's fair. And yeah, that fortitude, that, that certainly could be there and, and be a part of that experience, something to admire with it. Well, I like it. You know, we'll try to get Simmons on next week and maybe see if he can uh, provide some uh, easy answers for us there. But, Cody, thanks again for stopping on. Hey, it's uh, great to be bringing on. A, bringing a take. And thank you for listening to the Take It to Heart podcast. If you love this or hate this, either way, please rate and review us wherever you're getting this pod. Um, and hop on our social media pages at TITH Podcast. Let us know what you're thinking on there as well. And give us a like or follow pretty please. Thanks to Anchor.fm for making this happen. Um, and thanks for tuning in here on launch day. Uh, we'll have more content coming up next week. Keep it real. Keep it safe.